Hi, this is a very lackadaisical recording of uh, an episode slash issue of Amy Wright's Words. A few things instead of a whole ass essay. Uh, this is Amy Wright's Words number something or other. Hello folks, it's been difficult for me to maintain the habit of sending this newsletter regularly. This isn't surprising, we all know habits are hard to build. Anyways, try, try again. The perfect is the enemy of everything. So here's an imperfect offering for you. I will always bet against cruelty, not because I think I'll win that bet, but because I don't choose every day to go on living so that I can throw in with powerful men who behave badly. Yes, I'm talking about Elon Musk. Also in regard to Elon Musk, as I tweeted yesterday, my problem with him is not that he's a narcissistic baby, although he is that. Is it ironic that I said that I tweeted it yesterday? I'm still on Twitter. I, I'm slowly moving to Mastodon, but I haven't really gotten there yet. Anyways, my problem with him is not that he's a narcissistic baby. It's that he's a powerful fascist with a powerful platform who's using that platform to advance fascist interests. And at the same time, unrelatedly, is shifting the Overton window on how bosses can treat workers. Here's a woe I wrote about how current developments driven by Musk made me actually lose my whole mind for a minute and how I got it back. I know you can't click on the, the link when you're listening to me speak into your ear while you're emptying the dishwasher or riding in your car. And I'm sorry about that. To get to the links, you have to go and see the written version. Anyways, here's also a poem I wrote about it too. Don't forget that there are people who use outrage as a business strategy. Here's a quote from Ursula Le Guin that I find irrelevant and hopeful right now. I'm not even sure I pronounce her name right. I should check, but not now. Here are her words. We live in capitalism. Its power seems inescapable. So did the divine right of kings. Any human power can be resisted and changed by human beings. Resistance and change often begin in art, and very often in our art, the art of words. Don't you work at a tech business, Amy, as a boss? Aren't you one of the tech executives, shouldn't you maybe not criticize capitalism since you're very participating in it? No, that's a spurious argument. I can be part of a particular kind of game, running a business within the larger framework of tech capitalism, while also critiquing it and dreaming of something else. Here's something I wrote on the topic of being a boss, by the way. It's about power. If you manage people, I think you should read it. If you like this, you could share it. There's a little share button. You could click. You could also subscribe. I don't send it every week, uh, although hope springs eternal. But I do try to put my words out into the world as much as I can. The difference between grief and joy is not as large as people think. They meet often at their extremes in an emotional experience that is maybe best described as awe. Something I'm thinking about from tiny habits as 2023 nears. 
What's the tiniest habit I can create that will have the most meaning for me? Not for the person I think I should be, but for me as I am in this moment. What do I actually care about? I'm not sure yet what my answer is. There's a lot of things I've tried and failed to change in my life because they were too big or too hard. But I have had success with tiny habit changes and sometimes with big ones too. This McSweeney's article about Cookie Monster, wondering if he is indeed a monster, perfectly encapsulates so many of my internal conversations about myself. Am me monster or am me not monster? Just regular person. Me monster. That's the darkness inside me talking, yes, but if it did not speak to me that way, I wouldn't ask myself any difficult questions, would I? I wouldn't bother to be careful with my power or with my words, because I would never suspect that I might be wrong, which is certainly a much easier way to live. It's just not one on offer to me. And for that, honestly, I am grateful. I do not seek the Dunning-Kruger confidence of a chatbot. I seek to grow. Not so that I can say I have a growth mindset so as to better succeed in business, but so that I can become as full a human as I can be. At a dinner last month, I managed to start an argument about politics, even though everyone at the table was a Democrat. The argument was about defunding the police. One diner accused me of forcibly objecting pe- <laughs> ejecting people from the Democratic Party as if I had that kind of power, as if merely stating my opinion on the matter around a table were an act of aggression. I don't know much about it, said another diner, but I am sure that we need the police and that defunding them is a terrible idea. Well, I said, I actually do know something about this topic, and as a result, I am an abolitionist. I would like to abolish the police and to abolish prisons. Will you read a book about it? I asked the person who said they didn't know much about it. No, that's not really a priority for me, they said. I didn't ask them how they could so casually hold an opinion on a topic about which they admitted knowing so little. It was time for dessert. If you too think that abolishing the police is a terrible idea, that they protect us, or maybe you're not sure what you think, but you don't know much about it, and you're willing to consider it, allow me to recommend The End of Policing by Alex Vitale. Also not sure about that pronunciation. A well-researched, eye-opening book on the matter. You can get it as an ebook for a mere $6. We Do This Till We Free Us by Mariam Kaba. I can't pronounce anybody's names, but at least it's like, um, it's uniform. I can pronounce nobody's names. Yes, I should have looked them all up before I started recording this, but now I'm almost all the way through and I really don't want to start again because I will not get it out the door if I have to start again. Anyways, it's another great read and it is also available as an ebook for $6. If you aren't willing to commit to a whole book, understandable, here is an article instead. Neither of those are easy books, especially for white liberals who largely haven't had negative interactions with the police and other coercive kinds of state control. Myself, I have been involuntarily committed, which is not the same as having been jailed, but is not entirely different either. As a crazy person, I fear the police. Even going through the TSA line at the airport terrifies me. 
Because I am a small white woman, I don't expect to be summarily executed by the police, but I don't trust them either. Maybe this still seems like it doesn't have much to do with you personally, so it's still not a priority. There's a siren in my, in my background here. I don't know if it comes through or not, speaking of the police. Maybe this still seems like it doesn't have much to do with you personally, I was saying, so it's still not a priority. Allow me to suggest otherwise. If you're worried about fascism or white supremacy or anti-Semitism or voter suppression or violent insurrectionists or abortion rights, well, all of those worries are intimately and inextricably tied to our system of policing and prisons. It is those systems already in existence which will be increasingly turned against you, yes, you, for being queer or having an abortion or a miscarriage or attending a protest or, 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 or. Maybe you think I'm a woke, radical, social justice warrior with impractical and idealistic notions. Maybe you disagree with my messaging, but maybe, just maybe, if you looked more closely at what the police are actually doing, about how our prisons actually function, you'd be convinced that they're not such a good idea after all. I know it is easy to dismiss me as crazy, but in 2023, I'm going to keep daring you to look with me at uncomfortable things. Ooh, that, it turns out, is the tiniest habit I can cultivate that will have the most meaning for me. Uh, you could subscribe to this if you liked it. Um, I have a little self-promotion that I'm supposed to do. I am still offering office hours to women and non-binary engineers. Uh, there's a link to my Calendly. Um, I have another newsletter, Whoa, Mental Health Tips You'll Hate from the Saddest Woman in the World. Um, it's irregular, but also free, so why the hell not? If you liked this, you could share it on social. Did I already say that? I think I already said that. No, I said subscribe now. Also, I really love to hear from my readers or my listeners, so you can always smash that reply button. Again, I don't know what you do with this as a podcast when you're listening to it. it you can find me online, though. I don't know. I'm not even sure I want to keep doing this as a podcast. Anyways, you could smash the reply button and let me know what you're thinking or find me on the internet and send me an email. I'm very on the internet, so if you're wondering why this is such a sloppily produced uh, podcast episode, it's because I feel like real crap right now, and yet I also want to put my words into the world today because I think that I need to do that so that I feel less like crap. Um, and it's been especially on my mind that people don't really talk so much or uh, about abolishing the police uh, in this moment in my circles, many of them, and uh, it seems like it was it was time for me to say some more about that. So, um, oh, also, you know, obviously being driven out of my mind by Elon Musk. So, 
I had some words I wanted to say about him and um, Twitter, it doesn't seem like the right place or the only place that I should say them.